0: i yeah. Welcome to the Speakernomics podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. speaker is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world, of course. Now, join me for the journey, will you? Listen, the pandemic of 2020 was a life-altering experience. Not only was it unexpected, it changed the focus and the perspective of so many speakers, this was the first time many people, and speakers in particular, had the thought, OMG, what if I make all of the best plans possible, and then something comes along that disrupts it, not just for three days, but maybe three years? What do I do? This is the first time many of us came face to face with uncertainty. When you come face to face with uncertainty, what do you do? Well, You live. But here's the thing about living. Do you just live a life where you survive or one where you thrive? And that's the topic for today. Thriving when you have no doggone idea what's next. Thriving when life is filled with uncertainty. And today, our guest is obsessed with uncertainty. Meredith Elliott Powell, how are you, my friend and leader?
1: Well, I am obsessed with uncertainty and excited to be here to talk about it.
0: All right. So Meredith, guess what? I know that you have some secrets with you. In fact, you may have a bucket of secrets and we're uncertain what's in it. (laughs) So what's that special nugget that you brought with you today that we absolutely must remember?
1: Oh, that is build your network. It will change your life. I mean, you know, one of the things I love about the National Speakers Association, one of the many's, is the ability to make connections. And there's no problem, no challenge, no issue that you have that somebody within this organization or the places that you speak can help you solve. So push out of your comfort zone, build your network
0: fantastic. We're not going to throw in the towel. We're just going (laughs) to hang with Meredith Elliott Powell. But before we do so, I want to remind you to hop on over to the Speakernomics voicemail box. Every week we ask a question and we love to play your answers on the show or just hear from you in general. So head on over to Speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's Speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail and we'll play your message on the show. So listen out for today's question just a little bit later and then head on over to that link with your computer or your mobile device. Speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Let your voice be heard. Okay, let's get into it with our guest. Meredith Elliott Powell is the current chair of the board for the National Speakers Association. She is a CPAE, which means she's an NSA Hall of Fame member, a top female business strategy speaker, the author of several books, including Own It, Redefining Responsibility, 30 Days to Sale Success, and Thrive, Strategies to Turn Uncertainty to your competitive advantage. And guess what? She has a secret passion for climbing mountains. In fact, she's hiked 13 peaks in 13 countries. OMG, we've got to hear about a few of those. Meredith, welcome to the show. Let's jump right in. What peaks have you climbed? Tell us the most famous ones. Kilimanjaro would be the most
1: famous one uh, that I had climbed. And and yes, when I head into retirement, that is going to be my passion to continue to climb those.
0: Wow. So I know that this is supposed to be an evergreen podcast, but we have our next influence coming up in Denver, Colorado. What are you going to climb when you get to Colorado?
1: You know, I hadn't made that decision yet. I've done um, some climbing down at Pikes Peak, Mm -hmm. um, you know, down there. But you're right. I need to pick one out for influence, but I have to do it after I've got the board meeting and then we head into influence. So let's just hope I got enough energy left to do that.
0: (laughs) I love it. So today we're talking about thriving in uncertainty. Let's back up. I introduced the show by talking about the pandemic and that uncertain event that just threw a lot of people's lives and careers into chaos. Yeah. What did you do at the beginning of that pandemic when things became uncertain?
1: You know, what a great question. I mean, I'm probably like most of you listening to this podcast. I was headed for my best year on record. In fact, I had just spoken at Thrive, the winter conference, and I was headed to Austin, Texas Mm -hmm. to speak and literally sat in front of my computer just like everybody did and watched as every ounce of revenue I had disappeared from my calendar. But luckily for me, I had actually started researching this book back in 2018. I'd gotten too busy with my business to finish it. Mm -hmm. And with nowhere else to turn, I went back to this book and back to my own methodology and decided to drink my own Kool-Aid, so to speak. And uh, I ended up having my best year on record, but simply just because I followed the formula of thriving in uncertainty.
0: Wow. So let's dig into that a little bit. Maybe you don't want to give all of the secret sauce away from your book, but what is that methodology and how did you utilize that, especially in 2020, 2021?
1: Yeah, I want to give every secret away. I want to. I am like, I, I am on a mountaintop, uh, preaching yeah. this. The sense that I really want everybody to believe that uncertainty can be your you know, your greatest opportunity. There's nine steps in the methodology and the nine steps I pulled from studying companies that have been in business through over 250 years. There's so much comfort in history mm-hmm. and we should spend more time learning from history because when you delve into history, people have been through far bigger challenges than we have ever experienced. I mean, we thought COVID was bad. People grew their business businesses in the middle of the Great Depression. They grew their businesses in the middle of, you know, um, civil war. And I wanted to know what is the difference between businesses that succeed and businesses that don't. And then I wanted to write the methodology. And that is literally what I did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. so. We had speakers who have been used to booking keynotes and everything for as long as they can remember, their entire career, and then this pandemic happens. And we had some speakers that said, you know what, let's pivot and start doing this. And we had others who said, you know what, I don't wanna deal with that anymore. I'm just gonna go and do corporate again. As that was happening and as you were involved in NSA, how were you advising speakers? Because I'm sure as a speaker who has been in the game for a little bit, people were coming to you and saying, holy smoke, Meredith, (laughs) what are we doing? How how did you advise speakers?
1: Yeah, you know, how I advise speakers was how I advised how my mother advised me when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was a little girl, my mother used to say to me that the fastest way to get past your own problems is to focus on somebody else's. Wow! And I just felt as leaders, And I think that's, I felt like what we do as speakers is essential. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get the luxury of thinking about ourselves during COVID. Our customers needed us. This wasn't about how do I book speaking engagements? This wasn't about how do I, you know, make my mortgage? This was about people pay me when times are good to get on stage and tell them how to be even more successful. When everything breaks loose, our job is to get out there and figure out this problem Solve it, mm-hmm. and then go back and help them. So the way that I advised people was, get over yourself. <laughs> and sorry if that sounds harsh, but but I meant it. You know, it was that's how my mother was. Was like this isn't about you. Yeah. And and I just I really felt very passionately that people were hurting during COVID. And our job as what we do for a living is we jump off the cliff first. We figure out how to fly, and we come back and we tell other people how to fly. And that is what our job was during COVID. It's what, you know, we, at the time that this podcast is being recorded, we're probably in far bigger uncertainty Mm. than we were in the middle of COVID. This is our job right now is to figure this out. This is the value we bring to the world. And I think what we bring to the world is very, very valuable.
0: Tell us a little bit more about what you just said. You said right now we're in far bigger uncertainty than COVID. I think it's hard for a lot of us to even imagine that. What do you mean by that?
1: So, you know, COVID happened and then we all sort of figured it out mm-hmm. and we just lived with COVID. We got to live with the stable uncertainty. <laughs> Sounds like an oxymoron, but we had identified the uncertainty. You know, I know this is supposed to be an evergreen podcast, but here we go dating it again. Yeah. In the last couple of months, we have seen higher inflation. We have seen interest rates go up again. We've seen energy prices rise we've seen war break out in israel we no longer have a speaker of the house any one of those five events on its own would have been enough for uncertainty Mm. five of those events have happened in the last couple of months and we have no idea what is coming in 2024. So the pace of uncertainty has increased and we are living in a time when there is more happening outside of your business than inside it that can impact your ability to be successful. And so, again, the difference to me is as bad as COVID was and it was horrible, at least once we identified it it stayed stable enough that we could figure out how to do business in it now you just get your legs up under you and here comes another thing you know so yeah so that's what i mean by it and and again i feel like when uncertainty hits our clients need us more than ever and they need us to be relevant to help them solve those problems
0: wow i want to ask something and i think i know somewhat of the answer to it, but <laughs> before the pandemic happened, I was looking at your website and your website, your about area says that you are obsessed with uncertainty. What was that event? What caused you to become obsessed with this enough to start doing research on it and making it the main thrust <laughs> of of your speaking business?
1: So, back in 2018 and 19, before COVID hit and the economy was just, you know, life was just rosy. I mean, we weren't dealing with the level of things we're dealing with now. Every single client that I was talking to, every single one, I would say, how's business? And everybody would go, oh my gosh, we're having our best year on record. I mean, business is so good, but oh, this uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Everybody was waiting for the ball to drop and everybody assumed that when uncertainty showed up, it would be negative. Yeah. It would be something bad. And I just started to think, why does uncertainty have to be negative? Like even when it appears negative, like COVID, why couldn't it mean opportunity? And what could happen if you just shifted your mindset? If that was all you did was your perspective became that it was positive. And then I became obsessed. I just started thinking, wow, I wonder if people had done that. I wonder, did it really make a difference? Did how you went in the mindset that you had around uncertainty, did it change your outcome? And you know what, Robert, it did. I mean, it's been fascinating to me to learn how little logic has to do with success.
0: Wow. Wow. I want to cycle back to the the question that we asked about some of the steps and maybe some of your advice for speakers. Because as you're saying, yeah, we had that moment where we began to deal with stable uncertainty. And you know we were wondering, okay, when is this thing going to end? And we go back from virtual to <laughs> being on stages again, but now we're on stages again, and we don't know if that thing could happen again or if something else crazy is happening again. If I'm in a space where I'm looking to document steps that I need to take, yeah. you mentioned getting over yourself and jumping off the cliff, <laughs> right? What yeah. else do I need to do once I, once I get over myself? Once I jump off of that cliff, uh, I may jump off the cliff, but I'm not sure how to build the plane just yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, we're going to tell you how to build that plane. Yeah. All right. So let's build it. Number one, first and foremost, you have to have a relentless vision. Mm -hmm. And this is not a vision you write on a sheet of paper, you stick on a wall. It is a vision that you see where you and your business are going to be a year from now. And you are so focused on that vision Mm -hmm. that no matter the obstacle in front of you, your mind will find a way to get there. You're talking today to me why I am in my office in Asheville, North Carolina. And right here in this desk on a note card is a vision of where I see my life a year from now. Mm -hmm. Health, business, relationship, finances i look at that three times a day because your mind will find what it focuses Mm, on success is not logical so you have got to i read it three times a day because you've got to train your brain to find opportunity there's a million reasons you are never going to be successful and a very few reasons why you are it's just the the weight is different but what you focus on matters and that's where you have got to start The second step is condition yourself for change. And you have got to start to predict the future rather than wait for the future to happen. I mean, we look at next year, you said all the things that could happen. What if COVID reared its ugly head again? What if energy prices made it that meeting planners had to take things back to virtual? What would you do? How would you get ready? How would you be prepared for that? So rather than waiting for change to happen, it's about predicting the changes that are coming in the marketplace. Strategy number three is what NSA is all about. Competition becomes collaboration. So rather than you and I competing against each other for speaking engagements, we find a way to work together. There are skills that you have that can help me. So once you know your problems, you shouldn't ask yourself, what do I need to do? You ask yourself, who should I be working with? Strategy number four is know your core. Every decision you make has got to be made according to your core Values, The customers you work with, the people that you hire, the things that you speak about, Mm -hmm. they have to align with that. Strategy number five is how I found my message of uncertainty. When uncertainty hits, and I don't care if the whole economy blew up next year, you can still be the most successful speaker out there, but you have to solve the right problem. And the only way to know the problem to solve is to listen to what your customers are talking about. I didn't come up with thriving and uncertainty on my own. I listened to what everybody was talking about. My next keynote that I'm working on right now is because five customers in the last week have asked me how to solve this problem. I'm relevant, yeah. that's why I work. Wow. Number um, six, build your network. Number seven, strengthen your team. Number eight, shed fast and keep moving. It's about being productive, not busy. And nine
0: is rinse and repeat, do it over and over again. Wow. So that's the entire methodology. Wow. That is fantastic. That's a masterclass in about <laughs> two minutes or so. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. So let's talk to our new speakers for just a moment. We, you've just given this masterclass and it might even seem overwhelming for someone who's just getting started sure. and they are not clear on their marketplace, their target, the questions that their audience may even be asking just yet. And so life for them is full of uncertainty, right? Yeah, How do you really thrive in uncertainty when you're struggling to even be certain about what your uncertainty is, if that, <laughs> if that it does, makes sense?
1: That, 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 make, that makes sense. Number one, as a brand new speaker, I would really get clear on that vision. Yeah. And what I mean by the vision is it, like it can be I am going to be doing 30 speaking engagements a year, Mm -hmm. making X amount in those engagements. I'm going to have an unbelievable speaker video, and I'm going to be recognized as the thought leader in this space. Write that down and then look at it three times a day. They have proven with neuroscience that your mind will start to fire to help you find how the heck you get there. So, that is number one. The second thing that I would do is really listen to strategy number five. And that is, don't sit down with a group of other speakers and come up with sexy titles (laughs) for your keynotes or sexy titles for your website. Listen to what customers are saying. I mean... The only reason I started speaking about uncertainty, and I had a lot of people say uncertainty is an overused word, don't use it. But I was like, that's exactly what my customers are saying. People are telling me, we don't know what to do in the face of uncertainty. Yeah. Well, when you look at my website, you figure out what to do to solve uncertainty. So relevant is how you're going to get hired.
0: I love it. If everybody rewinds or just goes back to the beginning of this episode and walks all the way through it and takes notes, there is enough in here for you to have a successful speaker business. If you just take a few moments to sit down and and just follow the, the methodology and follow the nuggets that Meredith has just given to us. So as we land the plane, Meredith, we love to have you ask a question to our audience so that they can then share their thoughts in the voicemail box. What is that question that you have for our audience today?
1: Yeah, I think my question is gonna be, what is your relentless vision? What is it that you are going to focus on? It doesn't have to be beautiful and articulate. Mm -hmm. It just needs to be what you are gonna train your brain to
0: find. What is your relentless vision? What are you going to focus on? What will you train your brain to find? We want to hear from you. We'd love to hear your responses. Send us your thoughts and responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Meredith, it's been fabulous having you hang out with us today on Speakernomics.
1: It has been an honor to be here. Thank you so much for doing this. It's such an asset to the National Speakers
0: Association. Thank you. Fabulous. Sometimes we think things are negative when, in fact, they're opportunities. The challenge is, are we seeing the opportunities and identifying them as possibilities, or are we spending time wallowing through the mud? Well, my friend, as our guest today said, uncertainty, it's a part of life. And our possibility is to do more than just survive. It's to thrive. We can thrive in our minds, thrive in our family, thrive in our relationships, thrive in our business. We can thrive whether you can see 100% of the future or 0% of the future. Choose to thrive, my friend, because the world needs you. Somebody's out there waiting for you to help them solve a problem. You know, the one that you saw with your message and your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, a podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time.